0: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the shining wizards network entertainment here
1: this episode of radioactive metal is dedicated to the memory of april wine's miles goodwin
2: Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to, uh, well, I don't know, uh, the pay-per-view-is-not-a-okay <laughs> type episode of Radioactive Metal. Or how about uh,
0: a you-wanted-the-best-and-we-didn't-quite-deliver-it episode?
2: We didn't
1: quite deliver. It episode. Didn't quite deliver. <laughs> 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 That'll work. And I am Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine
0: folks at True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. They have got Krampus stuff going on. Um, I think festivals, when I say Krampus, I don't think they're, they're Krampus roast. It's either out or sold out by now. And, you know, if this is your first time listening to the show... I'm sorry, but if you've been listening for a while and you didn't get it, well, that's on you because I tell you every week, truecallcoffee.com, get on the mailing list at the very least and you'll know when this cool stuff happens, right? Because, you know, they've got all the social Mm. things, truecallcoffee on Instagram and all that sort of stuff, but email, man, they'll send you an email. They'll let you know it's, it's the thing. This electronic mail thing with electronic postal people and electronic trucks printed on fine electronic envelopes.
1: <laughs> That's right. I
0: just couldn't resist there. But anyway, Truco Coffee, T R V E K V L T coffee.com. Please support them because they're just, well, they're great people, along with the fact they make great coffee. So, you know, it, it's it's a win-win situation for everybody involved here. Unless you hate coffee, then don't buy it. But they have other stuff. They make cool candles. They make coffee you can give as gifts. And the fun thing about True Call Coffee is you can give this as a gift to anybody who likes coffee. And it's also a great gift if it's somebody you don't like that doesn't like metal.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Because then they're going <laughs> to be so torn because it's great coffee. And they'll probably be embarrassed to show people and that'll cause them torture. So there you go. That's right. You know.
1: That's right. Imagine okay, when 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 true cobalt was doing the um the the deals with master and immolation and all that, imagine giving some normie, you know, a a bag of true cobalt with that graphic design on it. You know, it's like here, here, you like coffee susan here enjoy some of this this is really good and meanwhile there's you know the label is all splatter all over the place and just the look on susan's face this christmas okay is definitely worth it so yeah you're gonna want to uh get a hold of some true cavalts just in time for christmas you know just 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 to annoy that that one normie in your in your life that just annoys you for no other reason other than you're different from them so That'd yes they deserve they definitely deserve some true cavalts coffee um uh, myself i got some going here do you remember the movie the craft the, witch
0: the uh movie, wick,
1: right the Right, right. And that's when they with, did
0: Light as uh, a Feather, Stiff as a Board?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: okay, yes.
1: Yes, okay, well, I got some true Cavalt coffee going here into my oversized craft uh, oh, mug nice. here. Yeah, with a picture of the four girls with the word weirdos at the top, because as uh, you yeah, may recall, when they got off the bus and the bus driver <laughs> said, watch out for those weirdos girls, and they looked at him like, Mr. We are the weirdos. <laughs> and that, uh, that that line always stuck with me. So, yeah, I got some true covalts going here in my weirdos mug. And I am ready to do this. Um, it was a tough day at the salt mines, I don't mind saying. So I'm a little tired. I'm a little sore. I'm a little hungry. But once again, you know what? We're going to put it all into this episode and we are going to have Another kick ass one. Um, Before we kind of get on with the grunt here, as my dad would say, today as we speak, December 6th. Okay, Wednesday. St. Nicholas Day. Oh, okay. Right on. Right on. I wasn't aware of that. Um, You
0: guys didn't celebrate St. Nicholas Day? You put like, uh, you leave your shoes out and they put little trees in your shoes?
1: Oh right! Oh no! What well, we used to do for shoes, my mother was like, when when we were kids, you leave. A, and that might have been on New Year's Eve, where you left a a carrot out in your shoes for the reindeer or something. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's a that's a new yeah. one. I haven't heard that one i guess this was a long man this was a long time ago. but see this was so much and fun it's...
0: there's so many christmas customs from around right. the world and this is why i don't understand why everybody gets so pissy if somebody says merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa or whatever like enjoy it uh-huh. like tell me more when you say merry christmas which christmas do you celebrate you know, and that'll piss somebody off. Mm-hmm. But, like, tell me, like, do <laughs> you celebrate St. Nicholas Day? Do you only celebrate this? Like, are, you know, are you so uptight that you don't celebrate it at all? Like, who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I think the whole, you know, war on Christmas, because I don't remember that as a kid. We said we said Merry Christmas, we said Happy Holidays, and it meant the same thing. No one ever said, oh, well, this is an attack on Christmas until, you know, it became like a social media thing. Maybe I'm wrong, wrong. maybe well, in some parts it, of the
0: it, world. There, there's, been, there's been a lot of people that have been very vocal, not, not even social media, but like people that I've met. Personally, I I couldn't put it, put a finger on the year, but I was just surprised. I'm like, man, what happened to you as a kid? You know, Mm -hmm. because, because they were so grumpy about Christmas. It it was literally like, you know, one of those sappy Christmas movies where something happened to him as a kid. They didn't get the toy they wanted. You know, now they hate Christmas. It's they're that kind of over the top about it. And Mm -hmm. there's just, and and they want to ruin it for other people too. Like that's the other thing. It's like, well, Okay. Um, That sucks for you. Well, then, how about you work that day since you don't like it and don't believe in it? You know? Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. I bet you they want to say Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> set up up in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. December 6th. I can't remember oh, this yeah, year now. Um, happy heavenly birthday to Randy Rhodes. Oh, this, no way. was his birthday. Yeah.
0: I can't believe we didn't know that.
1: Yeah, well yeah, see with this every time we go to sit down record, I always scour the internet looking for things that are relevant to the day. Not not the day this comes out, but the day that you and I sit down and say hello and start talking to all these beautiful people listening. And that's hey, that that's what popped up. As well, we want to give a big shout out and horns up to Radioactive Metal alum Cryptopsy. Amazing death metal band out of Canada here. Um, December 1st, they became the very first international metal band to play Saudi Arabia.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: great. yeah, good on them, good on them. They let now Metallica is booked, okay, but Crit Topsy managed to squeeze in there first and score the W from them. Uh, so yeah, good on them. Uh, congratulations. That's you know, like, that's the type of that's the part of the world where I'm kind of like. I don't know if I would want to visit, you know, but, you know, good on them. It's score one for the metal world. So, yeah, let's kind of get on with it now with um, this week's uh, mandatory metal for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. Wicked, um, okay, I'm not too sure... If this was their debut record, or if Berserker Legion kind of has a little more in their discography, their latest record, Chaos Will Reign, is available now. And this is the side project of Thomas Ellefson from Hypocrisy, um, radioactive metal alum, and Alwyn Zurr. From Acefix, who we have we have not had Acefix on, but I remember the uh, when we went out to uh, the Quebec Death Fest, um, running into the Acefix guys after breakfast in the breakfast hall to get our free continental breakfast, and what a uh, what a thrill that was. So, yeah, these two dudes kind of got this side project going. And she sounds pretty good. So, for the good folks at True Kavalt Coffee in our mandatory metal, this is Berserker Legion with Choirs of Anguish.
2: been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix.
1: Okay, man, what's going on?
0: All right. Well, I took in a concert this week. Oh, nice. The final Kiss Show. We'll talk about that in our discussion here.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: But I'm, I'm pretty excited that I had a concert. And speaking of concerts, remember the band that I saw, the Surfer Jets? Right. Well, they're coming back with Reverend Horton Heat.
1: Oh wow, that's a bill.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. They're not going to be here till May, but hey, I'll take it. So super Very excited nice. about that. And for anyone who is not seeing Godzilla minus one at the time you hear my voice, if you're in one of the lucky areas, it might be going till December thirteenth because I have heard the run was extended in some U.S. cities for that. But you've probably missed out.
1: Oh, okay. I, I've
0: actually seen it one and three quarters times. Okay. Um, because my son and I went to see it Monday, and you know I had to take us all that sort of stuff, and then one of his friends was having a choral concert, and he really wanted to go. I'm like, oh, we'll still make that. Well, mm-hmm. apparently, I haven't been paying attention, and when it used to be, you know, if it said you know like a four thirty show time. The movie started at 4.30 and there were previews before that time, you know? Right. Well, now they don't start the previews until 4.30. So the movie didn't start till almost 5 o'clock. Oh, okay. It it was almost 30 minutes worth of previews. So it's a two-hour movie. If it would have started at 4.30, we would have been fine. But since it didn't start till 5, we had to leave early. So I went to get him to the thing, so we left early. And then today... I was able to make it back in and see the whole thing. And I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but wow. This has been my absolute favorite Godzilla movie so far. Like and and what makes it so great is the story is so compelling, even if Godzilla wasn't in it.
2: Like okay. it's
0: a great story without Godzilla. But then Godzilla adds the intensity. You know, it just, dude, it's it's so good. It's like if you think about the original 1954 Godzilla, what it was in response to, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The director that, that took this on and whoever you know did did the screenplay and everything really leaned into that, right? A, right. And and really le- like leaned into the nuclear devastation how the country was split on things and just how people felt about everything and and what that was like after the war, you know? Um, So it's, man, it's just a fantastic film. I'm so glad I got to see it in the theater.
1: Okay. Uh, I was, sorry, sorry. I was just doing a bit of a bit of the Googling here. My theater has a one night showing December
2: 14th. Oh,
0: you gotta go. You gotta so go so we talk going,
1: about it. We will be buying advanced tickets this weekend.
0: Yeah, you gotta go, dude. Gotta go. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will tell you this. You know, like the famous. Now, never mind. I'm, I'm not gonna tell you anything. We'll mm-hmm. talk. We'll talk about it later. Hopefully, hopefully I remember it. But, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So Godzilla minus one, just absolutely amazing go see it um monarch legacy of monsters is fantastic my son and i watch that every week that <laughs> this is just such a great time to be a godzilla fan
1: it is you it know? really is yeah
0: and the yeah. the crazy thing is like um this godzilla movie had the highest gr- like gross was it the highest opening weekend of a live action japanese film in the states it, it it broke some records. Like the critics okay. even love it, which is crazy. Um it's surprising. Like a lot of the the kaiju news outlets I follow, almost everybody loved it. There's like one person like, yeah, hey, it's not my favorite. I'm like, man, I I thought it was amazing.
1: Yeah, um, I haven't even seen it yet, and I'm already this is gonna be awesome. Just from, dude, from it, one trailer.
0: It really is. It really is. And and the thing is like the trailer isn't even all the exciting parts, which is great, right? Oh, like yeah, that, that's, that's when it's that good of a movie. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, shit, what was I going to say about it? Ah, I lost it. Anyway. But, um, yeah, so definitely, if you can still find it in your area, go see it, because, man, it is, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's worth your time, and I really think that, like, the people involved with this one, you know, the writing, the directing, had to have grown up with Godzilla and wanted to make sure that everybody knows that Japan is the king of Godzilla movies
2: <laughs>
0: because it's just, wow. So good. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. I just,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it after you see it, but all right, next thing up. And this is my last thing. Um, since we're going to talk about kiss in our discussion here. Um, but I've got this new effects pedal this week, right? And it's oh. by a company called VV co.
1: Okay. All
0: right. And I, I'm not going to do this justice. So I recorded audio samples and I'll talk about those in a second here. But snowy, if you play guitar, you would have every one of the pedals that this guy makes because he builds pedals into, Non conventional objects, so he has a Batmobile pedal.
1: Oh, I'm in. I I, I want one of those, even though I don't play. Well, I just want one of those.
0: There's also a star, I think it's a Starsky and Hutch pedal. Oh, um, or no, no, there's definitely a Smokey and the Bandit pedal. All
2: right,
0: um, there's the Ghostbusters, or did I I say that
2: one? Dude,
1: are you killing me? Okay.
0: And there's the DeLorean, (laughs) which he built a delay into it. So he calls it the DeLorean.
1: I I think my wife needs that one.
0: Dude, uh, like, and I watch a video. They all sound great. Like, they really sound great. Um, But I discovered this because I'm watching a video for another channel I follow. And... Mm -hmm. This guy's like, oh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. You know, listeners have been sending us pedals. I'm going to show their pedals and and display them. So the one I got is built into a, like, you know, like those book box safes? Okay. Okay. Well, this is a book box safe that is the Almanac from Back to the Future 2.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So right there you've got me because it's back to the future and i love back to the future Mm
2: -hmm, and then the
0: guy starts playing through it because he had no idea what the pedal did and the minute he plays the first note i'm like holy crap it's this crazy fuzz sound but then he has some sort of theremin sound layered in there and i it's kind of following like it's following the pitch of whatever you play, but it's kind of like following like the octave up, but it does this weird tracking glitchy stuff. And so when you guys get to hear the sound samples, the snowy, the first sound sample is fuzz, right? So it okay. is, it's a fuzz. We could pause here. You could put that in there. Um, but, it, but it's just the fuzz. I took out the theremin and I've got, you know, um, drum tracks below it. I'm playing my new bass on this one. Um, the second track, and the second sample is going to be fuzz plus the theremin sound. And it's, it's basically the same riff, but just with the theremin added in. And then the third one, I took the, uh, the fuzz out and just used all theremin sound. And to really make it crazy, I started playing natural harmonics on the bass. And it, it's so cool. Like I have to figure out how I'm gonna use this, but when I heard it, I'm like, "Oh, I can definitely use this," you know. Especially like when we talk about doing like our horror movie thing, Mm -hmm. like when you hear these, um, I think you'll get a you'll get a kick out of it. So, yeah. So I I recorded those, and so you guys can hear them. I have no idea where they're gonna come in this episode because you know Snowy's gonna edit that together. All right, but um, but yeah, yeah, like VV co pedals search, just it's like literally the letter V twice V, V, then CO. VV co pedals, they're on Instagram. Google it, um, you've got to check these out. So, so much fun, and they sound okay. great.
1: I will, I will, I will. I, every time you said the fuzz, okay, like you know where my head went, uh, the cops. The
0: fuzz, yeah. The fuzz. <laughs>
1: it's the fuzz, yeah. I wasn't too. I don't know if that's dude the young. I'm going to throw this out to our younger listeners. Like, is that still an expression? You know, these this this day and age to like the I, like like millennials. I don't know.
0: I don't know if I've heard that since like the early '80s.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Why were they called the fuzz?
1: I, I honestly, I don't know. That's. That's just something that we just kind of accepted. And and,
0: and I feel like a th- throwback to to last week's episode, but I feel like Venus Flytrap would have said something like that.
1: Oh um, yeah, for sure. Here.
0: Why are cops called oh, the supplies. fuzz? Let's see what the internet says. Oh, okay. All right, let's see here. What's the originating of uh, the fuzz? Okay. This was a 1960s hippies exp- hippie expression, Yeah, and it referred to hair or lack of, oh, okay, because of the buzz cut, so the, uh-huh. the top of her head was fuzzy.
1: Uh, we probably just should have deduced that. I guess you could call military guys the fuzz as well, but I guess.
0: Well, yeah, and but I mean, it makes sense that in the 60s because the buzz cut was still a thing. Right, like mm-hmm. if you remember the '50s, like a lot of people still had buzz cuts as like a normal sort of thing. Right. So, and then yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> huh. yeah. well, uh, I
1: feel like a, I feel like a goof now. I feel I should have known this since I was eight. You know.
0: I feel like we should have too.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's hear. <laughs>
0: Uh, Lucia? No, no, no. I'm just yeah. trying to read more here. Oh, okay.
1: Um Yeah, I know. Mm. You you, you also mentioned, yeah, we you also mentioned Smokey and the Bandit and yeah. the Fuzz and all that, and it just <laughs> it all kind of worked. Yeah, well, and
0: Smokey, because my dad explained that to me when I was a kid. I'm like, why do they call them Smokies? And it was because their hat looked like the hat that Smokey the Bear wore.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Jeez, like simple things that you just don't think about it, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what else going on?
0: That's everything, dude.
1: Okay, yeah. I knew I knew the whole kiss debacle was going to be a big topic that you'd, you were going to want to talk about. So oh, yeah. uh, I totally get this. Believe it or not, I don't have anything... In the way of any new albums, there's new CDs. Like I, we were out in a boat, but I just didn't hit the uh, the record shops this week. But what I did hit, okay, a little little while back, we were in Hot Topic, okay, and I'm I'm kind of a bigger guy. Like I know I got to get back into shape, but I swear, okay, Hot Topic, even though like. Like, it's not just catered just to little goth kids anymore. I swear their t-shirts still are. You know, they're just for skinny little goth kids because they don't have any real man sizes, you know. Or
0: is it that all the um, super chubby goth kids have already bought them up?
1: Now maybe, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I got beaten to the punch. Well... We were in, uh, we were in the our local hot topic, and sure enough, I actually found something. I found a uh, really cool Spider Punk t-shirt. Oh,
0: I okay. saw a picture of that on, I believe, it was Facebook. Dude, yeah. that looks so sweet.
1: It de- it definitely was, but unfortunately, like I had to wait for them to special order in, you know, a real guy size to it. So it. It took a couple of weeks. What and are you wearing? Personally... Like four XL? Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm 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 two X right now.
0: That's not an odd size.
1: That's that's too big for me. I I think that's too big.
0: Well, but I'm just you know? saying though, like uh, that should oh, be yeah. sent special order.
1: They sh- they should have, yeah. Maybe you know I got beaten to the punch, like like you said, but they had the special yeah. order in you know a a 2x spider punk and we just got this phone call out of the blue hi it's hot topic you special ordered a spider punk t-shirt yep that's me we're coming down right now and yeah she is definitely pretty so and being a comic book guy like um, okay i know marvel's the shit right now because of all the movies and 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 all that but for for me, like I'm enjoying the most. Titles I'm enjoying are from Dynamite, followed by DC. Spider Punk though has obviously caught my attention. Oh yeah, you know, and there's a couple others. You know, like Predator versus Wolverine. That has definitely caught my attention. Oh, I didn't so, hear about that one. I yeah,
0: I've not gone out yeah. to the comic shops in a
1: long oh. time you got to take you, you know, you and the brood got to get back there and hit the comic book shop. You got to get that Godzilla versus King Kong versus Justice League series.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely need that
1: one. Because we're up to issue two now, so you don't want to fall too far behind. Speaking of the comic book shops, I hit mine up. Shout out to the good folks at Galaxy Comics here in Winnipeg, and I found a brand new title. Never even, never, never heard of it before. Just saw it on the sh- on the on the shelf. The title was the thing that caught my attention first of all, which was Space Trucking. Okay, okay. well, I'll definitely have to check this out. I pulled I pulled it off the rack. The cover, okay. And this day and age they have a bunch of variant covers, but I went with the one that had an old time sports car made up as like a space shuttle flying through space. It was this 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 comic and the artwork and the story and all that, it's heavily it's it's right out of a heavy metal magazine. Okay like the original 80s science fiction fantasy magazine it's like it's right out of heavy metal and i'm really kind of digging it so that was really cool um while we're out and about that day we had some of my mother-in-law's books okay that we were donating to one of uh one of our local libraries and the one stuff like the kama sutra (laughs) please please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry man uh, i'm terrible uh, i know we, we we uh we took some of the books in and it was a library that we had never been to before the monroe library extra points if you catch that reference i do and okay i kind of figured you would I do. And I know for sure. And, our and good sitting buddy, here
0: in my cosmic count pajamas, I thank you for. Right that. on,
1: extra points, extra points. Well, we went to the Monroe Library, and I don't know about the libraries in your area, man, but they seem to kick ass up here because they got the 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 libraries that I've been to, to so far have huge selections of graphic novels.
0: Yes, same here.
1: Oh, oh, good, good. Then it's a widespread thing.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I don't know when it happened, but it's like somebody decided to bring libraries into this century.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've, like, the misses and I, we've gone just on library dates where we just called everything else. Hey, let's go to the library. Let's, uh, let's grab a coffee on the way home, and then. We just hang out reading, you know, our, our, our hall and all that. And this time around, I didn't even know this graphic novel existed. It was, uh, it collected six issues of a mini series. It's called Punk's Not Dead Teenage Kicks. It's a British, it's a, uh, it's a British novel. Based on this young fella who is being followed around by the ghost of Sid Vicious. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there's some... That sounds like fun. It is. I'm about halfway through it. And, yeah, it it is kind of fun. (laughs) So, yeah, well recommended. Punk's Not Dead. Teenage Kicks. Check that out. Um, let's get on to some tunes here. I only picked one song for our metal fix because I kind of want everyone's undivided attention on this. Savage Lands, okay, is a musician run nonprofit against deforestation in Costa Rica.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's basically, you know, one of those quote-unquote all-star bands put together by Dirk Verboran from Megadeth. Sorry, Dirk, I know I screwed up your name. As well, he enlisted John Tardy from Obituary on Vocals and Radioactive Metal alum Andres Kisser from Sepultura. And the one single, the, the, the song, the single so far... That they released is called "The Last Howl," and it's all about the plight of the howler monkey. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, and it's a hell of a song. So, uh, do so your cool. Can Sorry? you
0: tell us more about this particular initiative? Like, why? Why is this important to? Um, and I, 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 you said so many names, I can't remember who started it. But, well, why is it important to this individual?
1: To him, you know what? For the information I was given. I really couldn't answer that. You know, it's just it's just a uh, like it's a uh, it's something that they're obviously really strong about.
0: I was curious because we have family friends um, that are from Costa Rica.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. And And so it's just like, oh, that's really interesting. And really, this affects all of us. Well, yeah. You know, I'm not going to thing
0: is like you know, we we cracked on deforestation here, and so if they can't do it here, then they go do it somewhere else. Right. And it, what I can't figure out is what we can get away with and what we can't, because I, I don't know if anybody's followed like the sites thing, but a few years ago, Gibson Guitars got in a ton of trouble with the government. Um for importing wood and they got it back. They got it all straightened out, but, but they were They're getting a little crazy with that one, but like Brazilian Rosewood, which is a very highly sought after tone wood. I have some of one of my guitars here and um yeah, it's, it's highly sought after for acoustic instruments, right? Like oh, okay, it, it's, 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 unparalleled when you're talking like guitars and things, you know, and and other stuff. But, um, the interesting thing is that it's now illegal to possess period. Oh. Um, unless you have like proper documentation. Well, I couldn't travel with this guitar internationally because there's no documentation for it. And, and that's been the fear is that people are going to start seizing these classic instruments, you know? Wow, so okay. I, the deforestation thing, like I obviously support because we need to, we just like, and again, this is when all the people that tell me how religious they are and then don't support these things. I'm like, you know, one of the first things in the Bible is take care of the earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, paraphrasing, of course. Um, but, yeah, I just don't get it. Um, yeah, sorry. Anyway, that was oh. sorry for that tangent. But just, I was just like oh, this is really interesting, right?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I want everyone to uh, do us a big one. Go to savagelands.org to check out more information. And savagelands.org slash donations to donate to this cause and we're going to do our part by uh, giving them a shout out once again and getting into it this is savage lands with the last howl I, I got deep purple space trucking going through my head. Dude, now. me too. As soon as you said that, I'm
2: like, space trucking! Come on! Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. So so here, well, you're welcome for that. Uh, so, we kind of had a Saturday night planned around here. Okay, the KISS tour, the end of the road Tour, which I honestly believe, this is not the end of the road. Okay, like they, this this might be the last tour that they do. Okay, and the last time they're going to hit a lot of places, but there's always going to be like things like one-off festival appearances. Oh yeah, as long as as, as long as they're physically able. So I don't believe. Okay, this is absolutely it.
0: See, I do. Okay. I do.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that one. Okay. But first, I, I wanted to mention this earlier today. Um, because, you know, I, I read the stuff you post on Facebook for Mrs. Snowy. And mm-hmm. you have to use this one to her. I sent this to a friend of mine. This is practicing Wiccan. Okay. Um, because, and I just, I lost it when I read it. But it says, hey, foreplay with a witch is also known as preheating your coven.
1: There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. You totally
0: need to use that on Mrs.
1: Snack. <laughs> I'm using that, yeah. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we true. can commence now. I'm good. Yeah. I had to get that out. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So we had this past Saturday night plan because Saturday night was supposed to be the last show. I believe it was the second of two shows from Madison Square Garden. Okay. Which... I'm so glad. Okay, and we're going to go off a little bit here. Yeah. That it's still called Madison Square Garden. Oh, dude, me too. Because so many stadiums and it's like the both both our professional football, baseball, and hockey rinks are all now named after some whatever corporation wants to buy to slap their name on it and it's yeah. just kind of like like I, I, I just don't get excited about, you know, going to the Met Life Center to watch the big game.
0: Yeah, you and know, I mean, like, like, like think about baseball. If somebody tries to rename Fenway Park or Wrigley Field,
1: uh, Fenway is yeah, Fe, Fe, Fenway is still Fenway.
0: Okay, I was hoping is Wrigley yeah. Field still Wrigley Field too?
1: I, you know what? I'm not 110. Oh, on that, don't do that. But to I know. Me. Yankee Stadium though. Y- Yan- Yankee Stadium is still a thing.
0: Okay, good. <clears throat> I was afraid you're gonna break that news to me. I'm like, oh, that's not what I want to <laughs> hear.
1: Yeah. You would have heard me cursing all the way, you know, across the continent.
0: Okay, yeah. They, field is still Wrigley. Field
1: oh, okay, good. Good, good. Yeah. Well
0: Yeah, but no, yeah, I'm with it's you. Like so good. To, yeah to call Madison Square Garden anything else other than the garden, I don't think people would even know what it was anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Kiss, we're wrapping up, which makes sense because they're New Yorkers for the most part. I don't know where Wagner and Thayer ha- hail from. You would, I'm sure. Do you know where they're?
0: Um, Eric? um. Eric Singer, the drummer.
1: Singer. What yeah. did I say?
0: He um, I say Wagner. Wagner. He is okay. from Ohio. And I feel okay. like Tommy Thayer is LA. Okay. I, I don't know where he originally started or anything like that. But um Yeah, like I mean, Kiss is a New York band, right? I was just
1: about like, to say that. They've yeah. always
0: been a New York band. Like they, they were, you know, seventies New York and that was that's where they grew up. That was the scene that influenced them. You know, so many, so many things that went on there. So yeah, yeah. No, the garden totally made sense. Um, personally, what I would really like to have seen is—I don't even know if the club that they they would have done their first show was still there. But I think it would have been cool to do a one-off at at that club. You know, for just a select few people and mm-hmm. don't even try to sell tickets like for real contact all your celebrity rock and roll friends you know and just have them all show up and do it as like a party you know yeah yeah for I sure. to seen that. but yeah i was i was glad to see it was at the garden i was glad to see they made it to 50 years since you know thanks to covid <laughs> it, it delayed things yeah enough, you wow
1: know? yeah But no, Asian. keep going. Yeah, oh, I'm still yeah. here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's no. just crazy
0: oh. to think 50 years mm-hmm. of Yeah, kids.
1: and it you don't really think of that number. 40, yeah, but no, it's 50 years, 73. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, and
0: obviously the Rolling Stones have got more than that. Um, and, and that's a feat too. But I mean, there's there's a lot of bands that are not still going after you know, heck after 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it. Uh, by 84, it was 10 years for Kiss, and they were already struggling. That was a major downturn when they hit the 80s, you know, and mm-hmm. and by the, the 90s, you know, you figure when they were hitting 20 years in 94, I think that's when they were doing the Kiss Conventions, and then okay. 96 is when the Makeup Reunion Tour started, and that's what kicked off, like, the... You know, that, the comeback, if, if we, you know, can say that, or just kind of, you know, re-entered them into everybody's mind and then kept that going for close to 30 years. Right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, if they put the makeup back on in 96, they wore makeup longer the second time than they did the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been... Like, so long, you know, and they they like a lot of KISS fans, you know, might not know this, but they're still making good records or records in general. Like, I swear, like they
0: haven't haven't put one out since Monster.
1: Right, right. But But they were still making records. I'm well, yeah. And I'm willing to bet that, you know, like Joe and Jane average KISS fan probably couldn't tell you like the latest KISS album because... There's just so much emphasis on classic KISS, but just just like any other band, like all of these great, you know, classic rock bands still making awesome music. It's just kind of getting ignored and that's too bad. That's too bad. But anyways, this was the the end of the road, shall we say? Yes, Madison Square Garden is the perfect event. Why not put it on pay per view? So,
0: I was thinking about the whole pay per view thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I the first time I ever heard of pay per view, it was something happening at the Garden, right? Probably boxing.
1: Okay. Yeah. Know,
0: in, in the eighties, um, because I couldn't understand why they chose to use pay-per-view.com when there's so many other services, and I've seen so many other things work. And it also with what Metallica just did in broadcasting live to theaters, I'm surprised they didn't do that.
1: I would take that. Yes.
0: You know, and, and, and we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But so have you ever tried to use pay-per-view before?
1: Not pay-per-view.com. My cable subscriber or my, my cable company offers pay offers pay-per-view and being a wrestling fan i've bought many wrestling pay-per-views well, th- and that's years. what
0: i was gonna say that was the other thing like boxing was probably the first thing i ever heard of, heard for right because like mm-hmm. revander hollyfield those that sort of stuff always on pay-per-view mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: but then um wrestlemania
1: wrestlemania 3 i believe was the first pro wrestling pay-per-view and it was one of one of the first pay-per-views in general that was Nineteen eighty six. Yeah. I wanna say eighty seven. So pay-per-view was definitely in its infancy. So it's been so many years from now. So you would think everyone would have their shit together when it came to pay-per-view. Well, you would think, right? So Mm -hmm. let's let's
0: share the experience here. So it's the final show. It's pay per view. I'm on the fence. You text and say, "Hey, we're gonna watch it." I'm like, "All right." If you're watching it, I should definitely watch it. It was 40 bucks. I like, you know, I I have a couple other friends who are like, oh, I'm not paying 40 bucks. I'm like, 40 bucks is less than what anybody paid for any ticket, mm-hmm. um, to to be there that night. You know, yeah. I'm like, it, for for the for the last show and for what Kiss means to me personally. 40
1: bucks it's worth it
0: it's worth it it. yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, it is i mean i'd spend that much on you know uh, like a special vinyl pressing of something so it's it's worth it and i'm glad i'm glad i saw a lot of the stuff that i saw we'll get into the other things but (laughs) let me tell you i will never use ppv.com again If anything's Mm -hmm. on pay per view, like they have, I will just be like, "Nope, I'm gonna pass up." It was the worst experience I've ever had trying to stream anything, Snowy.
1: Okay, so what exactly happened? Take take us right from the beginning. You ordered it.
0: I I order it. It was not easy to set up. Um, It was just weird. Some of the steps they took you through. They kept saying, "Oh, use the app. Use the app. Use the app." The app's a better experience. Nope. No, it's not. Because you go to the app and you're pressing things and it's not recognizing your touch on the screen. I'm like, ah. okay. So then I just switch over to my iPad and use the browser. Browser works fine. Um, I tried doing the screencasting to my Roku player, which we have done for several other concerts before this one. So it's not the first time I've ever used mm-hmm. it. We use it quite often. It was kind of working, and and then it got into this weird thing where it was like stuttering. It was just like looping and looping and looping. I'm like, what is going on? So I don't know what the problem was, but the screencasting, whatever bandwidth was going on or what you needed, just you couldn't screencast. So I finally just got it on my iPad. And then when they're playing all this pre-show video stuff, and here's the funny part. Because I had the pay-per-view, I can now re-watch this up until January 1st. Okay. Um and I rewatched it and when when you and I were were chatting on Saturday, I'm like, dude, it's like watching an old Bruce Lee film because <laughs> the 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 voices are out of sync with the lips, you know? Right. And when I watched the replay the next morning, still out of sync. Wow. I'm like, okay, this is odd. But it was only like the pre-recorded videos that they were doing. So like, again, like what you said about get your shit together, like in this day and age with this much technology and everything is better. and Oh, we can do so much. I don't understand why this experience was so much worse than Metallica streaming live uh, all over the world to different movie theaters. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I really don't. Mm hmm.
1: You and know, just I other mean, concerts.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess the only thing I can think of is, like, if you're streaming to movie theaters, well, then you can, can kind of control the bandwidth of the users and the amount of people accessing the servers. Um, I also wonder, you know, like pay-per-view.com. We talked about WrestleMania, and I know there's wrestling fans all over the world, and people love it. But do you think that pay-per-view has ever had the traffic they would have had for this particular KISS
1: show? Uh oh, that's a toughie. Um, because like WrestleMania is is huge every year on pay per view. But is the Kiss but,
0: final show huge?
1: Yeah, it's you know what? Prob, prob, probably not. You know because there's prob there's probably more and like. The, the WWF does have its international followers, but KISS probably has more international followers than the WWF does.
0: See, that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know. Right. And so something else they were doing. So did, did you ever get in at all to see any of the experience?
1: Okay. Well, with us. Okay. Um, to take it right back to the beginning, our good friend uh, Dustin Ducky. OK, he of Shit Happens fame and my co-host at Wrestling Night in Canada. OK, he called me up and said, hey, my dad, DJ, shout out, good friend of mine as well. My, my dad really wants to see the show, so I'm going to order it, Matt. And then he, we spoke to my other co-host, Ms, M- Mr. Matt Copper. OK, can we pile into your place? We'll hook my phone up to your big screen TV and we'll spend Saturday night watching it. Okay, that sounds really good. So, okay, it's a plan. The four of us, we piled into Matt's place. Dustin had ordered the the pay-per-view on his phone. And we had what we were thinking was a hell of a time. Just trying to get it hooked up, you know, from his hooked. And I don't know the techno mumbo jumbo. I don't know how they were doing it, but
0: we'll just say screencasting because that's that's yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Chromecast. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were basically. Connecting Ducky's phone to Matt's TV. Well, that wasn't working. Okay. What's going on? We keep getting noted. Okay. Did the show get pushed back at, in your area?
0: I man, I don't know if it was pushed back or if, the, if that was the plan. Because when I watched the replay, the replay, you know, went exactly like that. Uh, so I, I don't know if, if they were pushing back or if that was just all part of it. It was part of the hype and especially okay. because I'm going to be honest, man. Like the stuff that they were broadcasting felt like it was more for the people watching at home than the people that were there. Cause they were talking mm-hmm. to the people that were there, but wherever that little stage setting was, I don't think the majority of the people could see it.
1: Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Well, we kept what we thought were notices that it kept getting pushed back, pushed back. So since we weren't getting, since we weren't getting anything. Okay. We thought, You know that's the problem. So when it when it came time, you know, the time is up. We tried it again. Nothing. Okay. And meanwhile, you're texting me saying, "Hey, you know, telling me everything going on uh, on your end." Yeah. So we're we're like, okay, it's on, it's going. Why aren't we getting this? What's what's going on? Turns out. We were. It wasn't that fact that we couldn't connect phone to TV. We just weren't getting the feed up here, or at so least he or he wasn't. So we kind of got to the point where we just, uh, okay, you know what? Never mind. And, and Dustin's like, okay, I guess I'm out fifty bucks. A couple hours later, he did get a notice saying he that money is going to be refunded. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we we don't know what happened. It just wasn't happening. Man. And we weren't very impressed.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, me, me neither. Like because the sound wasn't great. And I mean part of that was I was probably because I was trying to listen through my iPad speaker. So I did switch to um switch to my AirPods for a while and then I switched to like a, a Bluetooth speaker. Um Paul's voice, dude, was bad. Oh, Okay, like really bad. There are times I'm like, "What's going on?" Like, and I I don't know if it was the streaming. I don't know what was happening because at first I'm like, "Okay, is is there like a problem going on with the streaming?" I am seriously concerned for Paul Stanley's health.
1: Well, he sorry, sounded like um, an old
0: man, like a real geriatric old man. And I and if you watch the way he was moving, it it did not like look good.
1: Well, we were. I'm I'm going to cut him a little slack. Okay. Okay. And me personally, like I know these guys are getting older, and I've said this on the show before. They're not quite hitting all the notes and, you know, and I'm good with that. I understand age is a thing. People are out of shape and, and, and all that. And I don't mind, you know, Vince Neal sucking. I don't mind, okay, Paul's voice going and all that. It's how much you charge to hear this performance. Right. That's the problem. That's yeah. the problem I but, have. But
0: see, the, the flip side is that Gene sounded amazing. Okay. Right, and, and well, so tell you what, let us let's, let's touch on because I want to get in, into that here in a second and talk about the set list. But so you didn't get to see any of the pre show stuff.
1: Nothing. I, we didn't see okay. anything.
0: So one of the coolest things they did is they brought up the Kiss Kids. So Sophie T. Simmons is there. Nick Simmons is there. Evan Stanley is there. And they're, they're talking to them and, you know, like S- Sophie's playing it up and just, oh yeah, it's great. You know, I'm emotional and, and Evan's band opened. And so he's like, this is my first time playing the garden and my dad's last time playing the garden. So That was a big night for him. And he's talking yeah. about it. And so, and I can't remember who the host was, who was interviewing them. She goes, what's it like to grow up with parents that rock and roll all night and party every day? Nick Simmons jumps in. He's like, okay, let me be clear. These guys are in bed by eight o'clock. Uh, the nocturnal, mm-hmm. the nocturnal hours are, are long past them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just, I'm listening to Nick talk and I am cracking up. I'm like, you're so your dad. Like <laughs> you are just so your dad. It was so funny. And they're, they're interviewing Gene about the kids I, I mean, It might have been after the show. I can't remember if it was before the show. But they're interviewing Gene. They're like, yeah. Um, Nick's got a steady girlfriend finally. You know, he's been a bit of a hound. And, and somebody looks at him and says, gee, Gene, I wonder where he got that from. Where he got that from, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was great. Like, that stuff made it for me. Like, that, that was the great stuff. But, like, when, when Paul came out and just – I mean – his voice is bad. It's really bad. So, the opening song is Detroit Rock City. Uh, then they did Shout it Out Loud, and then they went into Doof. Right. So Detroit Rock City is definitely a Paul Stanley song. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Shout it Out Loud, I think, is between the two of them. Uh, Paul and Gene rotate, and then Deuce. You know your man. At- okay, I think that's a Gene song. Um. And then War Machine, which is another Gene song. So uh-huh. the way the uh-huh. set list was set up, mm-hmm. it, Gene did a lot more singing. Um, early on, like it, it, it really to me it seemed very strategic that the set list was geared around. Hey, let's give Paul's voice as many breaks as we can, and not make him do too much in a row. Right,
1: right, and he was also sick. Um, oh, a days. okay. And those he they they had they had to cancel a couple of Toronto dates. Oh, that's
2: right.
1: Just 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 a few days before, so okay, I'm gonna, that I'm makes a lot more Paul sense. Even now. yeah, I'm going to give him even more slack, now.
0: Okay, yeah, I, in that case, I feel much better about it, and that also explains why he just looked like such an old man. Because I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're up there doing that, sick in that case, he's fine. <laughs> okay, that's way better. All right. But so, then they, they kick into Heaven's on Fire. There's no vocal oh, wow. intro to Heaven's on Fire after War Machine. Like, no okay. vocal intro, just kick some of the guitars. I'm like, oh, yeah, his voice is really hurting. Because I, even like the, the two times I saw him back in 2019, he he at least made an attempt. You know, it wasn't the same as what it was in 1986, but he made the attempt. There was no attempt, right? Just no whatsoever. But then, right back into another Gene song, I Love It Loud.
1: Oh. Uh, see, I really would have liked it if you had said, no, Snowy, they didn't play your favorite Kiss song at all. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, well, I, I was floored
0: because, like, War Machine and I Love It Loud are two of my favorite. Well, honestly, War Machine, Heavens on Fire, I Love It Loud are three of my favorites right in a row. There
2: you go. I mean, yeah. that was
0: just like, I'm glued to my seat right there. And, and those are typically later in the set songs. I'm not used to them opening with those. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is coming out swaying. You know,
2: mm-hmm. doing
0: War Machine that early. So they do War Machine, Heavens of Fire. I love it loud. And then Say Yeah. And I think Say Yeah is from Sonic Boom. Okay. I think. But that's an easier song to sing. And then Cold, Gene, Cold Gin is another Gene song. Right. So again, like if you look at the set list, it was really stacked to to take the pressure off Paul. I'm good with that. You know, but, but dude, Gene, it's funny. I'm watching Gene play, and if I didn't know he was seventy, I wouldn't know he was seventy. Because, and, and mind you, you know the 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 persona for this character that he created was always the stoic, large, demonic Viking kind of thing. And so that's not as physically taxing as Paul and all his fancy dance moves and things, you know, and the windmills and stuff that Paul would do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm watching Gene play bass. and I'm like, man, he's just digging in. Like, it's great. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm watching, I'm like, I, I really do feel that he's been underrated as a bass player all these years, you know? And I mean, he, he sounds great. Like he's singing it just like, wow, this is really great. Um, So then, Oh, Oh, that's what I forgot to mention. So they've had the kiss kids and they're like, Hey, there's another kiss kid. They brought out Tommy Thayer's daughter. Oh, okay. What well, did you, did you know about the story? No. So, Tommy Thayer has a daughter. She's in her 30s. He had no idea until three years ago.
1: Oh wow.
0: She had no idea.
1: I I would just be crushed yeah. knowing that I missed the first 30 years. Well, and because, you know, like my lives. my yeah, like my little girl is 31 now. Yeah. Like if I would have found out just like just just now, I was like, oh
0: Yeah. Well, so and, and that's that's, that's like, sucks. you know, you hear the two of them talk and it's just like, they've really gotten to know each other and you can kind of see on her face just because, you know, it's one thing to find out. Okay. Your dad's Tommy Thayer and kiss, but then now you're at Madison square garden and you're like, Holy crap. (laughs) You know? So it, it it was pretty cool. And I was, I was, that was fun to see. Right. And I brought that up.
1: Does she, sorry. Does, does she look like him at all?
0: Um, I, I don't know i haven't seen that great of pictures
1: maybe, maybe maybe that's kind of good because i'm sure a lot of girls don't want to hear oh you look just like your dad
0: yeah like, no like, I, don't I honestly, honestly like, don't know <laughs> <now>.
1: <laughs> okay because i saw a picture today okay are you familiar with brock lesnar no. Okay, well, I know. Okay. I know who uh, you're talking
0: about. I know somebody with MMA or something like that.
1: But, yeah. Uh, he's a, he was an MMA guy and he's also a part time p- p- pro wrestler as well. He's a big guy and all that. Okay. Big, muscular. Mu- 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 like the guy's an animal. Okay. Yeah. And his daughter is now in university and is um, really kicking ass in the shot put. Oh wow! Well, okay. I I saw a picture of Lesnar and his daughter together, and you would think like okay that his daughter okay like was him about ten years younger wearing a wig. Oh, like she oh, like she looked too much
2: like oh, her I dad. Feel so bad
0: for
1: her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying you know I'm not shaming. I'm not saying anything. No, just, but I know what you mean. She looked like there are times. Okay, you know who Ric Flair is. Yeah. Woo! Right. His daughter, Charlotte, is one of the most well-known female wrestlers now. Okay? And there are times where she looks too close to him.
2: Okay,
0: I'll have to look
1: that up. And you just kind of... (laughs) oh. I'll
0: Google these.
1: Yeah, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, so, th- from that perspective, I would say that um, Sierra, Tommy's daughter, looks as much like him as Sophie Simmons looks like Gene. Oh, okay. You know, <clears throat> like, 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 there's, I, I, you know, if you look, like, you, you can see like family resemblance, but I wouldn't be like, wow, you look just like your dad. Like, no, nothing like that.
1: <laughs> I don't think any girl wants to hear that.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, All right, so then let's see here. So Tommy does guitar solo. Then they do "Lick It Up." Um, oh, right on! And then "Calling Doctor Love."
1: Oh, nice! Oh yeah, like a one great of song. My, yeah, like that's how that it was. It was that song. Well, it was it was their Kiss "Rock and Roll Over," where that was my first Kiss record and how yeah. I was introduced to them. So yeah, that's one of my favorite songs from well. From from that moment.
0: Oh, yeah. Great song. Great song. Um, and then Making Love, one of my, another one of my favorites. All
1: right.
0: Uh, Psycho Circus.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then they go into a, a drum solo, um, and Eric kicks ass. And then from the drum solo, they did what they used to do in the 70s, where the drum solo just goes right into 100,000 years.
1: Ah, uh, well that's cool.
0: Again, one of my favorite kiss songs. Absolutely love it. Then Gene does his bass solo. And for anybody who has not seen a kiss show in a while, Gene essentially essentially plays his low E-string with some crazy synth effects and then just vomits blood. <laughs> and I right love it. I will scream and cheer for it every time. Uh-huh. And then of course yeah. from that Right into God of Thunder.
1: Right on. Excellent.
0: Next one up, Love Gun. And then wow, I Was geez. Made for Loving You. And then Black Diamond.
1: Wow. Holy oh yeah, okay. That's All a great right. set. All right. All
0: right. And then that's where the show ends, quote unquote.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then they come out for the encore. The encore is uh, Eric Singer singing Beth.
1: Oh wow! Cool.
0: And then this is the one that threw me for a loop. I did not expect this one honestly in the set at all. Certainly not in the encore. But do you love me? Oh yeah. And and That's... again, like as I look at the set list, I'm like, yeah, this is like all of my favorite songs except for like a couple, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then of course they had to end with Rock wow. and roll
1: All Night. Of course.
0: Yeah, because if they would have tried to end with anything else, it would probably have been a riot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Now, do you did you hear what the big announcement was?
1: Um, with regards to KISS or this show or well,
0: KISS, like because because now the show's over and they start mm-hmm. playing God Gave Rock and Roll to You, which is what they've been doing on all the um, end of the road dates, right? They end okay. with God gave rock and roll to you. But this time, I'm watching it, and I'm like, well, that's a really interesting video. It looks like um, rock band KISS. Like, you know, like the rock band instruments where, like, you've got the strings, the drums, the pads that light up? Okay. So, apparently, that's the big announcement. KISS went through this big motion capture thing, and they're there are now kiss avatars
1: avatars. Yes.
0: And they're going to do start doing shows like that. So it's going to be, uh, cause I guess ABBA is doing it as well. And so oh, oh. now they'll be able to, you know, do a kiss show, probably like a run at Vegas as the kiss avatar. And immediately. And I think you, you know where I'm going to go with this, but immediately I went to, Oh my goodness. It's kiss meets the Phantom of the park.
1: Yeah, I guess in a way.
0: And well, it's it's the modern version, right? Because mm-hmm. at the time, Kiss Me is the fan of the Park, those were Kiss animatronics, which are Kiss avatars. But in our world of AI, now you've got Kiss avatars, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, holy crap. That's insane to me. right?
1: Okay, so with with this AI, okay... Are they going to be, is the plan, okay, the plan is like concerts?
0: I I haven't heard anything yet. I think there's going to be announcements around um, New Year's. You know, they're telling everybody to go to the website, kissonline.com and sign up for uh, announcement stuff. I c- need time to decompress. You know, if if the tickets are reasonable, like if, if, if these are $100 tickets to go see a, a digital Kiss show, no <laughs> thank you.
2: Yeah, if these
0: are twenty dollars tickets to see a digital Kiss show, sure,
1: sure, because that's what you spend on movies these days.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I, I could, I could do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then, what's it gonna be? Is it just gonna be like what we saw, which is a bunch of bodies floating around and playing like drums, or is it gonna be like a real show? Is it gonna be a story? Is it gonna be different Kiss movie? Like, I don't know, right? Like I have no idea what's what's coming here. So,
1: Phantom of the Opera remake or <laughs> Phantom of the Park remake? Yeah,
0: yeah. Essentially, right. That that's that's really where we're headed. You know, that's absolutely where we're headed, right? So, um, so so here are some of the other cool stuff, right? So the show ends, and they go backstage. So, Gene. Is a uh, walks off stage. Somebody's like interviewing him. They're like, Gene, you know, can you believe it? And he looks at it. He's like, I have had a kidney stone at the head of my cock for this entire show. <laughs> and he's like, right at the tip of my schmeckle. And somebody comes over and like, Gene, we're still live. <laughs> and he doesn't stop.
1: Uh, he just it's keeps pay-per-view. going. It's pay per view. You, yeah.
0: you can say whatever you want. Yeah. He just keeps going. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. And then, um, Nick runs up to him and this is great because like Gene was really visibly moved after this show. Right. But Mm -hmm. Nick runs up to him and says, dad, check this out. I got my first tattoo and he got the demon like makeup tattooed on him. He's like, this is the closest thing we have to a family crest. (laughs) And like Gene was just visibly moved. Right.
2: And Mm -hmm. then
0: backstage, George Lopez and his daughter are standing back there in matching kiss jackets. Oh, right on. And they're talking to them and stuff like that. So that was. Ow! Ow, ow. Sorry. I tried to stand up, and that was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude. You know that's you don't even know half of it. But anyway, so that's um, that's man, that's that. It was a great, great show.
1: Okay, well. I'm glad you worked your way through the uh, the the hiccups, the malfunctions and the whole debacle and actually got your money's worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it took a while. Like I, I enjoy the pre-show and the post-show better than some of the songs like like Paul's songs. But now knowing that he was sick, I'm like, OK, yeah, I feel better. And, you know, they called it it. So it's OK.
1: OK, well, Saturday night wasn't a total loss for us. Um yeah, we had kind of given up on it, but we we ordered some pizza and we had the beer and liquor flowing and all that. Mr. Copper says, "Hey guys, like there is this wicked documentary that I rediscovered up on YouTube all about the um the Sound City Studio." Oh,
0: yes. that's yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like I heard that name bouncing around yeah. So we checked this out. Like I said, I was kind of like, I saw the name bouncing around like over the years, but I really wasn't, you know, I really didn't know just how influential and what impact and just how many of the awesome albums that were were recorded there. Oh, was this your
0: first time seeing the documentary?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Apparently it's- 10 years old now or whatever but yeah you know because they were talking to tom petty you know so it's 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 definitely got a few years on it
0: and you saw that all-star jam at the end right yes oh dude like, like that documentary is just it's it's phenomenal that it might get loud and then sonic highways uh, Are like okay. three of my favorite things to watch as far as like music, music and history combined, you know, okay. all right. So, so what, what jumped out at you the most at Sound City?
1: Uh, just, okay. Just the fact that, okay. All these classic albums and I, and I had a bunch of them. Okay. Um, and still do, I guess, but it was such a hole apparently. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's just like, oh, we loved recording there. It was, it was great atmosphere, but it was just, uh, it was such a dingy little place, and you were afraid you were gonna catch syphilis just by walking in on it, or or whatever it is, they said. And I thought, wow, that's that that's saying something to you know the recording process and how well they did their jobs knowing that like the place was just a dump.
0: Well, and it's, it's having, it's having the right gear for the right room and knowing how to use it,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? And and, I mean like fear recorded there.
2: Fear Mm -hmm.
0: did the record. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, wow. Like that was there. I mean, obviously the big one was Servana's Nevermind, Mm -hmm. you know? because that, that put the place back on the map again. Um, but like part of that sound was that console, the Neve console, you know? And, and that's the thing is like the, I, I love the documentary because of what it takes you through for the recording process and all the different things you can learn. Um, and, and just, you know, when they're, when Neve is talking about the stuff he did, it's like, I, I love the captions that Dave's putting under, under it. It's like, he must know I never graduated high school.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, Dave, Dave's putting this under himself. Like, like you tell it's just talking way over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what, dude, his way over my head. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, okay. Did you catch some of the bullshit statements in there? Like, uh, Neil Young, where he's like, uh. oh, it's mathematically crisp. What the fuck does that mean, Neil? it's mathematically crisp. Uh. Like what, what bullshit are you making up? <laughs> right. All right. And then the other one, Josh Homme. Well, the internet's great for some things, but now there's no bookstores, no record stores. There's no sound city. I'm like, okay, apparently you watch a different cut of the documentary than I did because there's no sound city. Cause it was poorly managed. <laughs> like like okay, that was the yeah. theme.
1: You I know, don't understand how the internet would destroy a a studio. Yeah. People are are they still making records? No, no one's buying them. But, you know, well, but the budgets people aren't people what are they still, what they were, yeah.
0: I think is what he's getting at. But at the same time, the budgets may not be what they were, but like look at the place. You know, it's not the kind of place you want to hang out. Um and, you know, like like it if if Nevermind had not been the you know platinum selling record would people have been back there again? Good you question. Know? Like I mean, like like think about like um who is the the second? Not the second, but like the last secretary, where she's like, "I took two hundred bucks out, bought paint. We're gonna paint these walls. Just you know, she's just trying to do anything to get like, hey, we've got to take care of this place if we want to get people in here. Mm-hmm. You know." And it just yeah, like it just sounds like they made a lot of poor business decisions, you know, at times. Right. And yeah, it it was a bummer. But it, here's the funny thing: so you can still go rent Sounds Sound City and use it, even though it doesn't have the console anymore. Like I don't I don't know what what's in and what's there, but you can still actually go rent that space to record.
1: Okay, you'd have to put your own equipment in because.
0: Well, I been, think they still have something.
1: Well, didn't Dave Grohl buy the? Well, he the took console? the he took the
0: console, right? But I mean, I I think they there must have been either a second console or they put something else in. You know, I I would love to know what Dave paid for that console.
1: Well, that's exactly what we were saying. Imagine, you know, and then you you know you for inflation, you 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 know what it would be going for today, oh, and yeah. it's like. Wow. Okay. Like I would really wouldn't begin to know. Okay, but just the fact that so many people, so many records, you know, were created with this console, yes. it's got a it's got to jack up the price.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And, and but I mean, Neve consoles in general are expensive, right? Like, um, Jack White. He has a smaller, a smaller console, right? So not as big as the one that was at Sound City. He has a smaller one. He got it from a radio station in South Africa, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and he bought that for for his studio for Third Man Records that he used in Nashville. And so I mean, so so like these these old Neve consoles are really sought after, you know? Okay. Because uh, there's just there's a sound to them. You know, and, and, you know, like you, I'm watching going like, oh, that's why this sounds like that, you know, and the, the drum sound, like, I, I love that that's where the documentary starts. Like, let's start with the drum sound. They're like, this shouldn't even work. (laughs) Like (laughs) on paper, this makes no sense at all. You know, and then you listen to that room, you're like, oh no, that's a great sound.
1: Yeah, I it I guess it worked. It yeah. worked, yeah, yeah. And we actually we had a really good time. Like like we weren't because you know we're also four guys drinking and all that, so we're not totally focused. Like if I was just watching it by myself, we're still kind of talking and yeah. shuff, shuffling about. But I'm I'm ingesting as much as I can. The highlight for me, and I'm never gonna forget this. I can't remember the young fellow's name, but he was one of the gophers. Okay, and he was talking about how he was just at work, and then just out of the blue, Tom Petty, Carl Perkins, and John Fogarty all walking together. Yes. Uh, 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 Excuse me while I go give birth now. Like, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so like I said, Saturday night definitely wasn't a uh, wasn't a total loss. I would like to see um, the like I don't know if DVD is ever gonna you know if this the last kiss concert is ever gonna make its way onto a DVD anymore. They have said
0: that it would, but I am curious to know if it really will.
2: Mm -hmm. Because,
0: like Mm -hmm. I said, Paul does not sound great. So, if it does, are they going to overdub Paul?
1: I hope not. I you hope know? not. Like like I, like like I said, I understand people age, people get out of shape. Like come on. Now, like I said though, you're going to charge hundreds of dollars. Well, that's that's different. You're going to sell me a DVD, 20 bucks. The guys in his 70s, the the and it's the last the last kiss concert and all that. It it is what it is, and I'll buy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like, I'm glad there's a live three, because a live three is, you know, wh- where that's that's like my era of Kiss, right? Okay. That's, that's yeah. the non makeup Bruce Kulik's in the band. You know, I would have loved to. I I wish. I so wish they would put out the Animalized Live as as an actual record, as a live record. Like the the videotape, you know. Cause I I, I love that videotape. And okay. nice. you know, that, that's that's the KISS that I know. That's the that's the that's where I started, you know. Um and for whatever reason, every other fucking record has a collection on the KISS site, but asylum, they won't touch that one. Hmm. I don't know why
1: anyway hmm. yeah. I know yeah. okay. okay well you know um, normally this would be the time to get into the indie spotlight but I'm gonna forego that this week because um, at the top of the hop, okay we heard that we lost the great miles goodwin just a couple days ago as we speak. now I don't know. Um, how big April Wine Was in the U.S. Does that name mean anything to you? I know
0: the band. I'm looking them up right now So I can figure out the songs Because I know I know the band mm-hmm. um, And let's see here Let me look at the discography
1: Right, right Well, April Wine yeah. Okay, they're like The Rolling Stones up here in Canada like all throughout the 70s and in, into the early, early 80s. To this day, all of their hits are on every classic rock station all the time because they are Canadian. And, you know, it was a sad day in Canadian, you know, in Canada, just this past Sunday when we lost the great Miles, Miles Goodwin. You know, and being an April Wine fan myself, not only as a kid, but as a teen... You know that was real. That's was really too bad. I never had the opportunity to catch April Wine live, and there are many times where they've come through Winnipeg, and I definitely should have. And that's going to be like a rock and roll regret.
0: All right, what's the hit I should know?
1: Probably the most famous is "Sign of the Gypsy Queen." Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now see, I don't know if how much of an impact they made they were probably bigger in europe than in the u.s because like we have some artists okay like like you know who brian adams shania twain celine dion they've made their shania twain's canadian yeah we have a canadian
0: country artist yeah. Well, How can you be end. a country artist and not come from the south? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I don't know. I can't
0: believe they haven't this? voted her off the island.
1: <laughs> we have. We've had lots. Of, we've had lots of uh, Hick bands over the years from from Canada. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I need to go back and reread those lyrics. Like, is she talking about <laughs> maple syrup and stuff? <laughs>
1: I, d- I doubt it. I doubt it. Now, some people might be. Wow, oh, that she's not even country. Real country. She's this pop country bullshit. And okay, whatever.
0: Hey, she's got some great songs. I can't remember the title of it, but the one that's like, Honey, I'm Home and I've Had a Hard Day. Okay. That's a a good song.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: It's a fun time.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, those artists, you know, have made an impact internationally. I don't know if, you know, bands like the Tragically Hip, does that ring a bell? Yep. Okay. OK, because they were playing the Winnipeg, uh, the Winnipeg arena here to 15,000 people. And then they go to L.A. and play for 18 people in a nightclub. Like they just, you know, I, I don't know what it's been like over, over the years. So we do have like a now, lot of amazing bands that I really thought they
0: were it. more like a rock fusion kind of band.
1: Now, nah, just straight up rock and roll.
0: Huh. All right, now I like got to figure out their songs. My goodness, you made me work tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some homework. Uh, brush up on your April Wine. I think there's a lot of a, lo- a lot of cool stuff um, that you just might dig. While we're talking about Canadian mainstream rock, the rumor is going around, okay, up here that the surviving members of Rush. Are contemplating actually touring without Neil Peart?
0: I heard.
1: Like, uh, would you be down for that, no. or is this? Is I this wasn't down weekend? for
0: Rush when Neil Peart was here. I'm not <laughs> a Rush fan.
1: You're 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 not a Rush guy. I'm okay. not.
0: And as a bass player, I get so tired of. Oh, you must love Katie Lee. No, I
1: don't. No, you can't listen to everyone. I I'm guess.
0: sorry. I just don't. And nothing against them. But just, oh, goodness. And I mean, like, you know, I know some of the hits, and I enjoy it, you know, like, from time to time. But it's just never been something where I'm like, yeah, i have to go see that. It's just No, I'm like, I'm good.
1: Fair enough. I never caught Rush live. Okay, which that that's blasphemy up here. But I'm
0: surprised you're allowed to still live there.
1: (laughs) Years ago. Okay. And I'm sure that's
0: how you got citizenship.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. No. Uh years ago, like when I was just a kid, okay, they and we might have talked about this on the show more than once over the last 17 years, but um some jackass at a Winnipeg rush concert threw something on stage. Schmucked Getty in the head. Oof. He vowed that Rush would never play Winnipeg again because of that. God damn it. If he didn't keep his word for 30 years or whatever it was, and only in 2000, it was shortly after we went on the air. So 2000, I want to say 2007, 2008, that Rush finally came to winnipeg and this was an incident i, I think maybe the signals tour so sure. we're talking ni- 1982 83
0: now if you tell so, me it was somebody from like uh, the dayglo abortions that threw whatever like i think that beat makes the story even cooler <laughs> or if it was joey shithead or something like that
1: uh, no i don't think i don't think murray murray from dayglo or joey would Would do something like that. Probably too much respect for Rush.
2: That's that's, but what idiot would do it? I I don't
1: know. I don't know. It it had to
0: be some some joker. Yeah,
1: someone just wants to throw something on the stage because they've had too much and they're showing off to their buddy beside them, and then accidentally hit him in the head and you know, like I wouldn't want to be that fucking guy.
0: Well. So Kurt Cobain kills himself in
2: 1994,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And the um, Lollapalooza comes around and Courtney Love is playing Lollapalooza. It would have been 94, 95, somewhere in there, right? And, you know, cause Hole is playing. Well, when she comes through Pittsburgh, her set gets ended very abruptly. Cause in the second or third song, some yahoo throws shotgun shells up onto the uh, stage.
1: Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> <clears throat> wow.
0: Yeah. And I mean, she's just like, that's it. I'm done. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I can't believe it. Like it was, that's pretty harsh, but that, wow. that's what I'm, I'm like. I expect that from the knuckleheads in that town, you know, with, with Rush being, and, and here's the deal. 1980 rush were they the rock royalty then that they are today? Oh, Could, definitely. Is it possible that a Joey Shithead or Murray would have thrown something at them? You
1: know. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think so. No, not. Well, they don't live in Winnipeg.
0: Well, I they thought are the Digglows were from Winnipeg.
1: Oh no, 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 they're from Vancouver. Oh, so damn. Uh, okay,
0: well then, hang on. So, so, so what's isn't there play. like a a long running Winnipeg punk band of some sort.
1: Uh, personality crisis is definitely up there. Okay.
0: Well, what about um uh, propaganda?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, but the Okay, if I was I'm about 10 years older than they are. Okay. Okay. So Well, no. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Like we would have been about the same age but uh, they wouldn't you know be at that time they probably wouldn't have even known who what punk rock was so they wouldn't be that angry fuck the world type punker that's uh, okay. gonna gonna throw shit at i'm, I'm gay trying at to least. find
0: some good folklore here <laughs> like, like, like we need, we need <laughs> to make a good plausible story
1: Yeah, it's like okay, where are you going with this man? What what kind of shit are you starting?
0: I just I like like you know, like there there has to be some we need to start good local folklore here. You know, (laughs) let's 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 blame it on um Dario.
1: (laughs) There we are, our first co-host. We'll we'll, we'll We'll say it was
0: all Dario's fault.
1: There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's your homework, my friend. Check out some April wine. And it's just about time to bring this crazy train into the station. But before we do that, as we speak, our good buddy and my radio our my wrestling night in Canada co-host Ducky Dustin Maruka, he's going under the knife yet again for his bum wheel. Okay. He's so yeah, we want to give him all the you know support, all the vibes, if you know. If I have him on Facebook, so if you're you have access to my Facebook under my slave name, not if whatever you do, you know, send out some well wishes to him because this has been going on for too long. He got into an accident. He was hit by a car. I want to say like five years ago. Really buggered up his knee. And uh, now, was he also it's... in a
0: car or was he like a pedestrian? No, he,
1: he, was, he was crossing the street. Oh, at shit. And he had the little green man and someone wasn't paying attention. And yeah. And and so he had the little
0: green man. So he was talking to aliens?
1: No, he had the walk signal. going across, you know, he was at the crosswalk. He had the little green man. And yeah, there was just a freak accident and Shit, dude. Still, still dealing with, but all, all these years, you know, he's That's
0: pretty good. He's moving it all. I mean, he's a fucking drummer. He needs
1: He is a drummer. I was just about to say, yeah, all this time he was still, you know, he's still playing and all that. And, you know, so yeah, he's going under the knife again. So wow. all the best, my friend, he's going to be out. From playing for a while, I don't know what he's going to make it. He's not going to be able to make it out to some shows for a couple of weeks. So I'm definitely probably just going to go have to go and visit him and just hang out. And yeah.
0: You know, you, you guys have your advanced medical system up there. Can't somebody get him the Colonel Steve Austin package?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. That's,
0: Let's rebuild uh-huh. him. Better, stronger, faster.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> for sure. And I'm glad that, that you're able to reference that Steve Austin. Like this this day and age, Steve Austin is
0: oh Austin 316, is,
1: right. Is 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 the wrestler. And probably for our listeners, though, Steve Austin is the dude from Today is the day as well. Who's he's a really good dude, unfortunately. I didn't get a chance to interview them, but we did hang out with them. The, That's probably the only one in time they did make their way out. So, um, to get us
0: on... on. Late, on oh, late breaking oh. news. We were just talking about Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park, the Kiss Avatars, the final Kiss show. My buddy, Mark, who... Um, you know, we are both massive Kiss fans. Mm-hmm. just posted a meme. And the caption is, he had to wait almost half a century, but he finally won. And it's Abner Devereaux sitting at the the, the control board of Kiss
1: Meets oh. the Fan of the Park. <laughs> okay. okay, dude. We have to arrange it to do a watch-along with that movie.
0: Yeah, we need to find it. Uh, it that would be so much fun.
2: Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny,
0: like um, That movie, I still use the one joke In there, we're like, well, it's either Gene Or his twin brother And uh, Ace realized, like, <laughs> Gene's brother was, uh, was an only child
1: <laughs> Wow, wow, see I need a refresher <sighs> I saw that on TV That was one, okay, I remember when I was a kid Okay, and I For, you know, and I that's when all when the Godzilla movies were on late at night or whatever kaiju or even some horror films or or whatever. And, you know, I'm a kid, but I want to see these movies. So my mom always had a deal with me is if you can stay up. You can watch them. If you fall asleep, I'm not waking you up. And. Well, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park it was a late night movie about eleven o'clock, and I stayed up. I made I made sure to see this, but I'm trying to remember if I've seen, apart from clips here and there, if I've seen it since I was well the year it came out.
0: Well, so how I, how
1: old would we have been?
0: Uh, I didn't catch it the original time. I caught it okay. when I was in my teen years in high school, and I oh, okay. and again it was on late at night, like I think like one or two in the morning, and <laughs> I stayed up to record it on the VCR, because ah. there was a couple of different times it was going to be on, and the VCR, you know, the, the automated recording didn't go off, so I had to stay up and make sure it went off, and so I stayed up and recorded it, and then I'm pretty sure I had it on VHS at some point. Okay. And I honestly don't know where else you can get it. It's, it's one of those things that is just in, it's such a part of history, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it, it's kind of hidden, but the Kiss fans find it anyway. Right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Just, just like that meme that popped up with Admiral Devereaux. And the thing is like, I am possibly one of five people that's in that guy's friend list, you know, who's going to get this joke. You know, it'll be be me, his brother, Micah, and I don't know who else, Ah. you know, because, because so few people are going to recognize, I mean, my mom, you know, but so few people are going to (laughs) recognize Admiral Devereaux, you know?
1: Okay. Well, there's some homework for me. Get reacquainted.
0: Yeah. Some good stuff, dude.
1: But anyway, sorry. Continue.
0: Continue with continue no. the closeout.
1: I think this is time to bring this crazy train into the station. The time of the week that I enjoy the least is when we have to say goodbye to all of these beautiful people tuning in to get us on out of here. And we'll dedicate this to the late, great Miles Goodwin. Axe crazy released their new album, Creatures on the Hunt. And this is some good, old-fashioned, 80s-inspired trad metal. This is Destructor. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear Snowman,
0: RadioactiveMetal.org. That's all the episodes past, present, future. Facebook.com slash Rad Metal. You can see the various pictures of Snowy's Hall there, as well as you can see them at our on Instagram at radmetal666. Drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm like going through I'm like, I feel like that's all of it. <laughs> um man, you can find us anywhere you can find a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're listening to this Somebody sent it to you. Um, We challenge you to not find us on a platform. So find a podcast platform that doesn't have us and tell us Mm -hmm. because I'd love to know, right? Because Spreaker, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, whatever Google calls theirs now, you know, we're everywhere, um, Spotify. We're also on Spotify, thanks to the fine folks, the Shiny Wizards Network, which we are members of. The Shiny Wizards Network, ShinyWizardsNetwork.com Whole host of other podcasts out there. Wrestling podcasts, our sister podcast, a Wrestling Night in Canada is ha- is hosted over there, mm-hmm. um, where you know you can hear um, half of this show. Um,
1: yeah. If you haven't had enough of your cool, Uncle Snowy. You're, you do like the event, the current events, and all the adventures in the wonderful world of pro wrestling. You're going to want to check us out there as well. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. Another what did we call this? Paper PPV is they, not you. One of the it best,
0: was. and we yeah. it was so-so episode. <laughs>
1: just didn't kind of happen yeah
0: we just didn't (laughs) deliver
1: (laughs) i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off